Hello, I'm Ken O'Reilly, and I'll be your host tonight on Who Wants to Be a TV Host? A show where we try to find the next host of our new TV show. The first contestant is Davida Boe. Davida is co-founder and president of a marketing firm in Concord, New Hampshire. She also enjoys resoling shoes and communicating with animals. Say hello to Davida. Oh, hello, everybody. I'm Davida Bowie, and I'll be your host tonight on The TV Host, a show where our contestants will be put through the ringer in a series of challenges to see who really wants to be the TV host. Now, let me introduce you to our first contestant with an award-winning smile and the charms of a diabetic-inducing sugared cereal, birthday party balloon sculpting extraordinaire, and proud owner of two exotic short-haired cats, biscuits, and gravy, Jim Ratherly. Take it away, Jim. Hello and uh, welcome, my guests, my friends, to the host with the most. I'm your host, Jim Ratherly. Come fly with me as we test the sky's limit as passengers along for the ride. With six highly qualified contestants piloting a reach extended toward their dream to become the next televised game show host. Let's introduce you to the first contestants. Bob Silverton, Bobby, Bobby Boy. It's takeoff time. Good evening, I'm Bob Silverton. Thank you for joining me on Host Isle, a game show where six contestants do all within their primitive powers to survive and conquer in the pursuit of their dreams on this desolate Caribbean island. Be the most formidable game show host to host on any aisle. The first of our contestants to attempt hosting our game show as an adventurous and powerful duo. Here they come from 13,000 feet above the ground in tandem skydive. We welcome Darla Ray and Jesse. Hello, I'm Darla Ray. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Sound Underground. And uh, today we're doing things a little bit differently. Uh, so we both started um, Sound Underground together. And we've interviewed a few people so far. We wanted to interview each other to kind of clarify what we're trying to do as individuals, as a team, and um, as Sound Underground. I'm going to be interviewing <laughs> Darla Ray. Awesome. And uh, well, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> um, so uh, we're here at Darla Ray's childhood home. And we are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> How long has this been uh, your family home? Um, I was in the second grade, and I'm 24 now. Um, so oh. however long that was, eight times so, three is... So 64, 64 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, uh, so just like a little bit over 15. Oh, wait. No, hold on. Just kidding. 16 something i don't know all i remember is um just moving in this home 
on Halloween and dressing up as Snow White and being like, huh, I don't know what these these houses are, but I know that they're my neighbors, so Oh cool. yeah, you moved here on, on Halloween, right? Yeah. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not that crazy. It's just another day. Yeah, moving yeah. Moving is moving. But, I mean, what a memory. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, um, I, I'd like the first question, of course, to be kind of about your development. Oh, wow. How has family influenced your growth as a musician? Well, it all started with the birds and the bees, and uh, <laughs> no, it started with my mom and my dad. Um, obviously, I wouldn't have been here if it weren't for them. But my mom, growing up, she was a dancer, and my my dad was a musician. He was in a band, um, and they were both in the Philippines, and they met one another, and they kind of just carried that that essence throughout um, throughout all three of us kids, our lives. And um, me being the youngest, I was like, huh, you know, I looked up to them. I looked up to everybody. I looked up to my, my parents, my sister, my brother. And um, yeah, so, I mean, that that was a thing. And I did all of it. I did, I grew up dancing. I did ballet for, for some time. I did hip hop too. Just, I did it all, <laughs> or not all, but you know, the basics, I guess. And then um, as far as music goes, um, the first song that I ever learned, I think I was like two years old. And, um, well, I thought I was three, but my mom corrected me like oh. this past year. And she was like, Anak, which means my child in Tagalog, um, Anak, um, you were actually two. You were two years old when you learned the song. But um, I learned My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Um, and On what instrument? My vocal cords. <laughs> oh, just vocal? Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and karaoke is like, for one, like a deemed um, cultural norm for um, Filipino households, I feel like. At least growing up for me, I was like, okay, well, I guess we're doing karaoke at like two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> um but it would happen a lot. Um, so, I mean, there's just a lot of, um, a lot of different kinds of ways for us to just let go in that aspect. I didn't necessarily have instruments growing up as a small child, but, um, I think it wasn't until, uh, I think it was in first grade when I started playing piano that, and, started um taking lessons and everything and uh um I had like a little rinky dink piano that had about like 30 something keys and um and then I played that for like two or three years and I don't know where I'm going with any of this what was the question no I'm just kidding no but um <laughs> but was it like a toy toy it piano was a toy piano oh yeah. that's cool <laughs> yeah and I had that for the longest time, but I, we'll get into that more. Um, yeah, it broke. And, um, yeah. So piano, eventually, um, my parents bought a piano, a good 88 keys, keyed piano. And, um, is it the same one downstairs? Mm -hmm. It's the same oh, one whoa. that's downstairs. 
Has it been tuned since? It has then? not been tuned. I was I mean, waiting for you to ask And then, as far as other instruments go, because I used to play, um, my second instrument that I ever learned was the violin. And uh, oh wait, no, I take that back. The recorder. Oh <laughs> yeah, totally of course counts. the recorder. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the third instrument was the violin. All of this was mainly in school, except for piano lessons, um, the violin, and I mentioned dance, which I will mention here later, um, the violin from like fourth grade until the sixth grade. And then I think in the sixth grade, that was when I picked up the guitar. I mean, I grew up with my dad playing guitar every now and again when he would be home because he in Bremerton. Bremerton's known for the Navy life, mm-hmm. and um, I am a Navy, or my dad is a Navy transplant, and um, our family is a Navy transplant family. <laughs> so um, um, I would see him every now and again, but every time that he would be home, whether he was like, you know, working or something or just cooking, he would be playing guitar. And yeah, it was neat. Um, Do you feel like that? was a big impact on, on your desire to play music or, or was that something that they kind of, uh, put into action for me? Yeah. Um, yes and no. I mean, I feel like, well, it, it did, but then it also, it didn't really fuel me nearly as much as like my own exploration outside of just my, my, um, surroundings like I feel like I actively tried to find different outlets because it wasn't bless this home (laughs) but it wasn't the safest all the time it wasn't always the happiest all the time I won't get into too much detail um but yeah uh so music would be my outlet I think when I got that brown piano that's downstairs that was like, you know, my safe haven. Um, but if things were too crazy downstairs, I would just be up here and I'd be writing. I, uh, I was thinking about it a little bit today as you were telling me like, oh yeah, I'm going to be interviewing you and all that good stuff. Like, and knowing that we were going to be here in my childhood home. Um, and just remembering like all the, the times that I wrote songs and stuff but like I think my first song was in third grade um weird I don't really remember it um but anyway so fast forward to when I was in the sixth grade I had this ultimatum uh given to me it was either I um continue doing dance or I um continue doing piano lessons it was either one or the other Mm. and I chose dance because I was like oh you know like I'm eating way too much lasagna I'm gonna get too fat (laughs) and I think if anything it might be good to balance that out (laughs) so I chose dance and um and I think at the time too I was I was learning more chords just basic chords like guitar chords like if you search up guitar chords online you could just see like e minor g and stuff you wouldn't see the formations but you would see those and like right off the bat because of like the amount of years that i had playing piano like i knew where certain keys were so i think from there i kind of formulated my own um just what felt comfortable to me 
as far as like musical composition goes. So I didn't, oh. I had like the bass, like E minor, for example, mm-hmm. I'd play an E minor and then, you know, add like a little diddly or something <laughs> just like outside of the normal standard. I, although I don't know what, like at, at this point I don't, maybe I do. I don't know. But anyway, so because I chose dance, I feel like that was really when music really became a part of my life because at that point I used my body to feel the music. I used my body to, to understand the music. I used my body to, to translate what the music was telling me, I guess. So, yeah. 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 And then, um, I think, uh, I didn't have my own guitar until, I turned, wow, that's crazy, until I turned, like, 23. That blue guitar. Yeah, that blue guitar was my very first guitar. All the other guitars that I've had were just borrowed. Um, And, uh, yeah, and so I was, so that's why it's pretty easy for me to just kind of pick up other people's guitars because I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, this is... Yeah, this yeah. is familiar. This is more familiar to me to pick up a random guitar <laughs> versus playing my own. But I'm slowly but surely starting a relationship with my um, that guitar. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful guitar and it sounds awesome. Yeah, I love playing it. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, it's a nice one. Uh-oh. Did I answer any of that? Um, yeah, I mean your your musical development and. Uh where it all started i think that's a, a really well um it's laid a little out. all over the place but yeah <laughs> but that's the way life is it's all over the place oh yeah yeah definitely which i mean life has kind of taken you some various places and uh well <laughs> here's a place that um might be a topic worth discussing and uh odes of the t- odes to the toads oh yeah <laughs> um, right can you tell so us about about, yeah for sure um so odes to the toads has kind of been an ongoing like concept album idea where um uh like you say goodbye to what you once were basically (laughs) um but i i was playing off that whole odes to the toads idea off of the story of um the princess and the frog not necessarily the Disney adaptation, but just, you know, the princess and the frog like story where, um, the princess goes out and finds said frog and kisses just a bunch of frogs or whatever the fuck. (laughs) And, um, eventually finds her prince. But in my adaptation, I mean, I guess it's just basically like throughout the album, I don't, mention anything about toads <laughs> <laughs> just so you guys know i know oh oh boo but um <laughs> we were told there were gonna be toads here where are they <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm sorry about that but um so uh basically um odes to the toads is just written about my experience as the toad um being this like like I don't know well when I grew up outside of the music and all that stuff I was a very 
I still kind of am still totally am. That's okay. It's a part of being a human, but, um, it's very insecure. Uh, I grew up with a ton of acne, just tons of sensitivities and just, you know, I, I just had a lot of things that just inhibited me. And, um, one of them being my skin and like, I felt well, and because I danced so much, I was sweaty. So lots of zits, lots of sweat, clamminess, all that good stuff. And I liked the color green. So I was like, okay, you know what? This might all translate. Or maybe it won't, but whatever. <laughs> and if it doesn't, that's okay too. But this is my adaptation. So yeah. But anyway, um, as I was going through the course of my life, I mean, this, this album finally got finished in like more or less this past year. Um, but this ongoing story has been happening since I started dating people. (laughs) Um, it's about like just my personal stories of, um, my dating life, (laughs) but just, it, it tells more or less like the things that have happened to me and the things that have happened to them and me realizing at the very end that like, I've abused myself in so many different ways. I I mm-hmm. didn't know myself. I I knew that I was better off without um these people and living these kinds of lives and um I treated them as if they were princes and princesses and stuff and like and so me being kissed however many times mm-hmm. like I didn't want to be the ever metamorphosizing toad to these princesses and princes and stuff. And I wanted to leave that. So I said goodbye to the toad that I once was. And that story's probably not going to continue in the next album, in the next album, but, but yeah, but at the very end, I guess to give you guys like a ending note with this, um, it just, that last song talks about like, my um habits of being or just self constant self-sabotage and constantly um seeking outward than inward and even though I mean throughout all of it I've mostly been the same like uh there are a lot more things that I've nixed over the course of the years that um that I didn't want a part of, so any part in my life, so yeah. Do you think like uh, touching on those topics through music has, uh, I mean, how, how do you feel like that's influenced those behaviors and uh, just the things that you've experienced oh, in the God. past? It's been quite the roller coaster. It's been me hopping from lily pad to lily pad, I guess. <laughs> um or sometimes I I sink into the water and I'm swimming or other times I land on the lily pad and I'm doing just fine for the meantime but it's been very messy because like I think you know there's some times where I'm like well best case scenario I, I can like do these um or just have these intoxicating habits and just pretend like I'm fine or 
play out like I'm normal, but, um, you know, that's just, um, the sign of a, of an addict (laughs) or, you know, um, I could stay with this person for however long I want to, because I love them, but that doesn't mean that like, it's going to be good for me forever. So, you know, just, I think me living through these constant trials and errors and seeking out the lessons in it all and um, wanting to know the ins and outs and seeing all the angles as much as I possibly can until I go insane. (laughs) I think, uh, well, insanity is, I feel like deemed as a bad thing, but I feel like it doesn't have to be bad. Well, I think, I, I don't think it's necessarily insanity. Insanity, I think, is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the same result. Well, Whereas, I guess in that part of my life, it was definitely insanity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. but, but I feel like you've, you've taken approach, taken the approach of, excuse me, of self, self, frog? <laughs> uh, you've taken the approach of, of self observation and yeah. you've taken it and, and you, you're looking at every angle as, 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 as much as you can mm-hmm. in order to see things as clearly as possible and yeah. refine your, your, your vision. And I, I admire that about you. Thanks. Though sometimes, you know, it is a lot, <laughs> but I, I think that I think yeah. it's incredible because I mean, you know, you think about things and Too much. I mean, <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. but, but it, it shows in, in the way that you interact with people because you're, you're curious and you're interested and definitely, uh, yeah. I mean, that's also <laughs> part of why I wanted to start this podcast with you because I think we have a lot of curiosity about our community and about who's around us and how we can develop this together and as a community and how how we can link one another up and and just showcase people in in such a way and in a good way and and give people that platform to just say hey like this is what we are this is what we do and and i think yeah with a platform like this a podcast like it curates our our curiosity and mm-hmm. and we get to really you know play that out which is wonderful it's part of being a human. <laughs> yeah, and I love that you that, that you do that. Um, that we do that, damn it. Yeah, well, well, that we do that. It, I, I mean, you know, there were a lot of things that I didn't necessarily think. Well, not not that I didn't think that they were possible, but I hadn't mm-hmm. seen good examples. And mm-hmm. uh, like I think in regards when, to uh, just actually making things happen, oh. you know, engaging, and uh, you know, like seeing you do all the shows. I mean, you were. I think it, that was last year, right? And yeah. you were like Oof. shows and shows after shows. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk about that. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, sure. So you were doing, yeah, a bunch of shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, why, what what made you want to do that? <laughs> um. Well, it was my first year, like, comfortably doing my solo project by like really just by myself. Um, I was, um, coming out of Fox and Gloves and shout outs to Fox and Gloves. Yeah. That, that was an incredible band. It was I'm a, a fan. really wonderful yeah. time. <laughs> and I 
definitely respect them for their art and their being and yeah. everything. And yeah, you could find that music still out in the there's um, on Bandcamp if you're interested. But so I was, so I was <laughs> falling out of um of Fox and Gloves, and I had to move back here to Bremerton because we were up in up in Bellingham. And, um, you know, I was doing shows here and there in 2018, but like come 2019, it was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, gonna hit this hard. I want to see another, or if there aren't any other representatives like myself, who is a female, who is a person of color, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. Like I have nothing else that fuels me nearly as much as playing music and being able to express myself and you know it's one thing to do open mics and stuff and to and to hear other people just like incubating their music and then just kind of like touching their toes in the pond but I I felt like you know I I really wanted to make a difference outside of I mean beyond the music because I feel like yes I I practiced and have practiced for many years um, my craft and playing piano and playing guitar, but guitar has been my main instrument as of lately. Um, But I wanted people to see that it's not just a male dominated um, scene and it's not just a like white person scene. And I, you know, I, I just, I'm still developing that aspect of me and still trying to learn myself, learn about myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, so as far as the shows go, I wanted to hit it hard. I was just like, I'm going to do every show that I can so then I can create this community to hear what I have to do or hear what I have to say, see what I can do and what I'm capable of and see beyond just the stereotypes like you like I feel like a lot of the time people are like oh okay this Asian person's gonna be playing fucking piano or whatever Mm. I've seen that a lot I've heard that a lot and I'm like okay yeah it's true but like there there's obviously more and I mean thank goodness for social media like there are definitely people who who play other instruments and what have you but I feel like the demographic that I was surrounded by um there are a lot of cultural differences <laughs> that I feel like mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, see change. And, um, you know, Bremerton is a Navy life or Navy town. And we, I feel like are, are very, okay, not we, I should not claim myself to be a we <laughs> in this, <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs> part but of the community. I, I, well, yeah. I don't know what you're about to say. So. But I, I think, you know, as far as like the Navy community goes, there are some set um, standards for them. And I think there are more times than not where I've seen limited perspectives. And so, yeah, I did that. I've I've been doing it. I've played shows mainly locally um, when the hi-fi was still a thing. I played at the hi-fi. That was my very first show. Um Dang. The very first place that I played at, um, I have played at the Charleston, at Dog Days Brewing. I've done like some 
um, shows for local businesses like the Rottweiler um, Motorcycle Club. What do you think? Oh, Brother Don's. Um, Hmm. I'm trying to think of other places. I've hit up a lot of spots. I know. (laughs) It's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Um, I've played, oh, wow. Oh, I've played at the Slippery Pig in Paul's Bow. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So that's as far as like local stuff goes, but like this past summer was insane. <laughs> I, um, I just said yes to all the shows cause I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm getting the opportunity to play in Seattle. Like that's amazing. Um, but before, uh, I'll get into this later, but before I got into so far sounds, I played at some really awesome venues. Like I've played over at the Vera project in Seattle, which is like near the space needle. I've played at, um, the sunset tavern, which is in Ballard. I've played, I feel like there was, oh, I've played at the lucky liquor bar in Tukwila. I've played a few house shows too. And, um, and then I joined so far sounds and that was in August. And, um, my friend who I met at a house show in Tacoma, um, Wade Phillips, shout outs to coach Phillips. Um, (laughs) uh, and I guess he hit up Shannon who is a curator for so far sounds shout outs to so far sounds (laughs) shout outs to Shannon. Um, and she messaged me via email and and said, Hey, you were recommended. It'd be cool if you were part of this. And there've been a lot of opportunities with so far sounds. And I've played at like various locations, like houses, like random businesses out in Seattle um, yeah, like what's the general concept of So Far Sounds? Um, so it's basically just changing the games and re- game in regards to gigs for um, uh, up-and-coming artists, whether it be solo, whether it be a band, whether it be a group, like anybody mm-hmm. who's making music. Oh, and they do like poetry folk too, which is really awesome. Oh, I didn't awesome. know they did poetry as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they are all around the world. They started out in London. Um but this guy was like, hey, you know, like these folks need a place where people are going to genuinely listen outside of these like these bar settings. And and so he invited a bunch of people over, including the band or bands or something like that. And um, and they had a little house show and then it just kind of blossomed from there. And um, so far sounds. Um, so the way that they do it, they book like three, three acts no one headlines, no one, um, opens. It's just three acts. They don't know each other. Um, they've never heard of each other (laughs) and it's different every single time that they sign up to do it. So, um, that's cool. And it's always in different locations, um, throughout the city or wherever it may be. Um, but they have reached 400 and something, 400 plus cities throughout the world, which is amazing. Yeah, um, so like they book shows that um like the audience 
doesn't know who's playing. Yeah. They don't know the location yeah. until like the day of, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Yeah. Which it's is insane. Cool. I, I love that. I love that. Concept. And like one of my favorite things about, um, about the, uh, about so far sounds, um, Oh, here comes DJ. This is my brother, by the way, you guys. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be coming in or not. Hey, Brother Bear. Hello. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, don't <laughs> yeah, we touch. we got a microphone. Well, you can say hi. Say hi. Would you like to say hi? Say hello. Steve. Steve McGarrett. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Deej. All right. Thank you, DJ. Hey, DJ. Okay, go ahead. You can turn it off for now. Thank you. Oh. Ooh. Sound So, so far sounds uh, like one of my favorite things that they have or that they say during every show is that like um, you guys came here to listen to these artists. So please pay their respects and put your like silence your phones if you want to give them a shout out, if you want to follow them like record them or tag them or because you never know um if they're if you're gonna be their next like favorite or something like that yeah. and yeah i Which, like i mean speaking of favorites i mean you seem to <laughs> well yeah you um what happened with so far sounds i mean like oh, yeah, pretty yeah. recently right it was pretty something. recent it was really cool um like uh so i played um, one show, my very first show with them on, on August 10th, was it August 10th? Yeah, August 10th. And then I had one show like once a month, um, thereafter it was like August, then September, then October. And then the last one was in November. And, uh, it was so exciting because at first initially in September, because they liked me so much because I was and it, and it was just weird because I was like <laughs> I am a very derpy awkward like person very when it comes to uh you know playing my music and executing my existence and <laughs> all that stuff and it's you know it's hard to do the human thing and then the moment that I don't do, do the human thing which is like me playing music and feeling fine like I I'm okay at that so it was cool to, to be able to hear them say, hey, you know, like, come for another show. I want you to play. Um, but in November, they asked me to do um, a video or a um, recorded show, which means, like, video, video would be um, included. And... Um, I was super stoked about hearing about that because I, um, maybe it was like late junior high, early high school. Um, I learned about them a lot, learned about so far sounds through YouTube and watched videos every now and again. And, um, was just super stoked about it, about being one of those people. Cause I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I, I highly doubt that I'll ever, ever get there. But then, you know, after some luck, I guess, uh, I just... And some displayed skill and uh, 
likability and a desire <laughs> and a desire yeah, you, I really you showed the consistency and the ability to perform and i think they saw that in you yeah now it's, you're on the internet <laughs> yeah yeah which is super exciting and it's it's oh, uh yeah. they recorded a song that really frames like my abilities to um write my own music <laughs> i mean i'm not necessarily proud of the lyrics per se came from a very angsty place but i was also an angsty teen at the time but you know it's, it's fine that was part of development i think yeah. a lot of lyrics come from you know some angsty kind oh, of in the central saloon. processing the place. sorry random yeah you did play the central saloon yeah <laughs> yeah well, I mean, speaking of that video, I mean, there's another one coming out, which is yeah. awesome. Of, of you performing. So, um, we just um, interviewed Mike Barnett, who was a part of developing um, Quincy Square. And Quincy Square is a square that will be um i think for sure it is for sure that is already in the works more or less yeah um it'll be in our hometown bremerton um on fourth street if you're familiar with it uh, but fourth street is an arts street um like right when you turn on fourth street here in bremerton you see a little sign on the garage or the parking garage and it says arts district and then there's like a finger pointing there but like it's barely visible unless you like actually look up and you and you really pay attention to it but yeah they plan on doing a whole bunch of renovations for that and making it like a musician's hub and stuff and the ways to uh the, the way that they plan on promoting it is by um putting out some video um uh showcasing local artists like myself and i got the video relatively recently and holy shit cakes it's really cool <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited and they filmed it over at um the roxy theater which is a historic theater isn't that crazy to think Dang. 1941 they had it running for a little while they closed it down for several years decades i think and then like within the past like couple of years maybe 2018 2019 or something like that they reopened it and now they're really trying to just develop bremerton again and i'm so excited for it because yeah. i mean our um like the future generations along with just like young adults and people who are in the navy or the shipyard or whatever you know like we need more of a place that um centralizes community and i think there are so many creatives here in this area that I want to see more of. And that like would be, it would be a really cool spot to just have people come and hang out at and without, you know, having the pressures to like pay a bunch of money or whatever. And I think that's like one of their goals anyway, too. So yeah. Yeah. Exciting stuff. It, it was really cool talking with, with Mike Barnett about that. Mm -hmm. I, you know, shout outs I, to Mike Barnett. Yeah. In fact, I mean, <laughs> if you want to hear more about Quincy square and I, yeah, it was so fun talking to him and I, yeah, check, check out 
his uh, his podcast <laughs> or yes. uh, what we yeah what we had with him on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Which there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of goodness. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. Just like uh, all the rest. Have you guys heard Sound Underground's uh, <laughs> other episodes? Blog, 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 So yeah, and I think that the video that. Did he say it's coming out like? Oh yeah, the it 15th, is coming out. Yeah. Or yeah, it might come out before this is even released, which is. Um, I'm almost certain awesome. that it's going to be coming out on the 17th. Okay. Which is a well, Monday, this coming Monday, February 17th. Um, look out for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly know where it's going to be posted, but nonetheless, I mean, I'm I'm going to be sharing it a bunch, and I'm so psyched for it. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that's like one of my biggest goals, at least like my one of my short term goals was to just like be like, OK, I'm a part of this community. And how do I wormhole my way through <laughs> in a way where like it is most true to me? And um, yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> Heck yeah. 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 And uh, I'm glad you are. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it's been quite some time. <laughs> So, so That's Quincy sure. Jones, you know, he's, uh, I mean, he developed here quite a bit. I mean, first time he played piano was outside of the bass here at an armory. Um, and he would very much be considered a hero. I mean, we watched the documentary on him. Uh, on Netflix just on Netflix not too long ago. And, uh, Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know, there, there are some local heroes. I mean, you know. After talking to, to, to Mike Barnett, I, you know, he's somebody to look up to. Uh, he's somebody to, that, that has a lot of wisdom to share. Um, I'm wondering where, where you draw uh, your inspiration. Who, who are your heroes? Hmm, my heroes. And they don't have to be local. but um, Can they yeah. be non-existent? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I look up to my parents and my siblings a lot I mean naturally so too <laughs> but they each have their own um strengths and struggles but do so in such a unapologetically human way and I think seeing seeing that develop over the course of time living in um in a, in a household that holds both like Filipino culture and trying to assimilate to American culture growing up and seeing that has been very, very eye-opening for my development as a person. And that to me, despite their resilience, like they are just like, really tough people all of them in their own ways and I I just see a lot of goodness in them and I mean of course we have our faults of course I have my my <laughs> my own um anxieties about certain things in my life that I've gone through but I mean at the yeah at the end of the day we all love each other so much and it's taken us some time to really come together, but yeah, I, yeah, I feel like that my family, 
Yeah, I mean, they are very inspirational people and they have a lot of love. I mean, as far as I've seen, just <laughs> wonderful. And, you know, you, you mentioned that your mom danced and she still dances around. <laughs> yeah. She's freaking cute. <laughs> Shout outs to you, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean. And, yeah. And like my, um, here's a fun little anecdote. My dad used to play this song um, that he composed for many years, um, like every now and again, and I would hear um, him just playing that, like growing up, and it goes like, um, but I eventually learned it, learned the whole, not the whole thing, but just like um, the main um, chord progression and um i wasn't ex exactly sure why he played it so much but it's a very somber tune but there's one day where i was just really like just in my feels just having a very existential moment with myself and i wanted to somehow implement that in one of my songs and now it's a part of it and um well, which which song uh it's not out oh but okay, it's okay. um it's oh, cool it's the astral plane song oh yeah okay yeah during that instrumental bit that's that's where i implemented it and it oh, works cool. it works <laughs> oh that's awesome to yeah. take like a piece of your history and put it into the song musically yeah know? and i think you know my dad has a very like deep understanding of of that realm of feeling the mundanity of of life and um kind of going through the motions and and all that stuff and maybe i i don't know i i've yet to talk to him about it but that could have been where that came from or at least my interpretation of it maybe subconsciously yeah didn't really put too much thought into it but i do wonder you know I mean, yeah, I think about the mundanity, uh, you know, he's in order to find a place in the U S I'm sure, you know, he's, he's sacrificed a lot, so much. And, uh, uh, the Navy. And I mean, that's a, that's a huge system to, to put any, anyone through and, and to yeah. be, I can only imagine, you know, the, the struggles of, of trying to find a place within the Navy trying to find a place within the u.s and uh and then here you are you know finding your place and i think you know we all find our places and sometimes it's a bigger um there's a lot more footwork in order yeah. to find a place for yourself to and not having a large amount of uh of uh examples that resemble you yeah definitely <laughs> do you feel like you have a place here in this community yeah um initially when i was first starting like as a solo artist or like just in general as a solo artist as an individual um as... i mean in ways yes because i've had to like you know, develop it and, and, and constantly put my voice out there 
in order for me to even feel like I belonged anywhere. Um, I think in some ways, yes. And then in other ways I don't, um, in the art music community, I feel like I do at least to some degree. Um, I feel like there is some pretty open-minded, um, I mean, it's almost a part of being in the art community is, is being open-minded. I mean, definitely. of course there are closed minded, uh, and you know, there's, there are limitations for some perspectives and that's, a, well, I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. But I, I, for sure. Do you feel like you have a certain responsibility having the voice that you have, having the talent that you have as a female Filipino American, as an American, as Darla Ray, do you feel that you have a responsibility? Well, I mean, if I were to take my, um, my history along, um, and bring it to today, yeah, I feel like to some degree I do, but I'm only really taking into account like just my own responsibility for myself because I could only like be responsible for myself. Definitely. Really. Um, Now I don't necessarily feel like I have any sort of obligations to, to be a representative for females and for, Filipinos but I mean I'm sure as hell that I would like to (laughs) like I I don't feel like I necessarily have any sort of like pressure put on me or at least bad pressure or just pressure in general because it's purely I mean people are recognizing and I am constantly trying to just express myself um whether it be with shame, whether it be without shame, like it's, it's, you know, it's something that I notice too often with people of my, who, who have the same skin as I do, or just, you know, people in general, we have our anxieties about existing in the world. And I, I think it's important to, at least just be another person to turn to. Um, maybe not like, like as like a <laughs> mother, father figure, but like, you know, just as another person yeah. to, to look to for guidance. Although I don't necessarily want to guide people to be like me. I want people yeah, to just yeah. be people, you know, I want people to embrace their humanistic values I want people to embrace the ugly, to embrace whatever, whoever, however they end up being or are. And yeah. So I think just being themselves and however, or yeah, however they're going to be. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm on a hard time answering this question. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's fine. I know it was kind of a tough and and yeah. like very yeah uh, pointed question, but uh, you know I think about um, sorry. 
<laughs> I think about the the arts and how each of us have a voice. And, you know, I, I think about the responsibilities that I might have when I put my voice out there. You know, am I going to impact, you know, somebody to, to think one way or another? So, you know, I I try to be mindful and, uh, you know, it I just as an individual and to fellow humans, you know, it's I, you know, uh, I just see individual responsibilities for you know uh, when when we have our art you know of course we let go of it and it becomes something released into the world yeah and uh for me it's like uh what what is this and i don't want it to do any harm and mm -hmm. so i i try to look at at my own message and uh yeah and I, as the listener or as the as influencer as, as the artist oh okay as the artist, I, I look at the the art, and I see what I'm putting out there. Mm -hmm. You know, cause there there are artists that put things out in the world that aren't productive and uh, <laughs> are you know quite the opposite of productive. I mean, you know, there are. Uh, mm -hmm. there are I mean, Nazis make music. <laughs> yeah. it's weird to think about. I haven't heard any of it, and I don't care to. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, uh, but you know, and I. I yeah, so I just, so I guess I'm, I'm, yeah, speaking from like a general like responsibility uh, as as a you know some people feel that there is a responsibility and some people uh, they're like I'm creating it is what it is take it for what it is and uh, I, I just wonder if if how do you feel that your art um, impacts people hmm. well i do put a lot of thought into how it is that one might perceive my music um but i mean with the amount of impact i don't i don't necessarily have any expectations in regards to how far or how close it may reach but if yeah. it reaches somebody like and we get to talk about it or if it doesn't reach somebody and they just like it on <laughs> Facebook or something, then, you know, I mean, it's it's being recognized in one way or another, I guess. And, I mean, it's like, it's almost as if, like, you know, I had a zit on my face or something and, like, I had to pop it. Or, hold on, this is a terrible analogy. I shouldn't have started. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh there are no analogies, period. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I see, I see that you make an impact on people. I've, you know, I've been to several of your shows, and I really, I love. Which, by the way, thank you for coming to my shows. <laughs> I've been a starlight. Thank you, oh. but I. Uh, <laughs> one one of my favorite things to do is to watch people's responses and see. How yeah, the, the, the responses to you and I, you're you're very engaging and captivating, which and... is kind of shocking because I'm just like, uh, hello guys. If you've ever been to my sh like any of my shows, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sing. This is how I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna probably fuck up if that's cool. And then I always state that one fact. 
about human cells, and I need to quit doing that. But you know, it's just so fascinating. Time to find to me. a new fact. I know. <laughs> no. I really do need to find a new fact. Um, it's true. It's true. It's too trendy. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the other day, People like, oh, just the other day, I played at the Triple Door, and. Um, it was like a triple whammy almost because like for one like you you saw um like I love hearing like your observations because I know that you have like your the best intentions and and you saw it um and a person who I had like we we only like I don't think I actually talked to her but um we saw one another at one of my so far sound shows and then just the the couple who was actually dancing, but um, yeah, somebody recorded. Um, her name's Ellie. Ellie recorded um, a video of this couple dancing to a song that I was singing at the Triple Door. And Jesse, you told me later about it, and I would I just bawled my eyes out because I was just you know it's always just so shocking to me sometimes because I. I never have any expectations. I'm like, I'm because I'm too busy being up on stage and thinking about how I'm going to be playing a certain thing, how it makes me feel, how I'm gauging the audience, how the audience is gauging me, how the energy is feeling in the room, just all of that. All of it is just so engulfing, so liberating, but very, you know, there's just a lot that's happening, but the fact that somebody or that a couple like an old couple ish i don't know how old they were but like to be able to see that people are enjoying themselves that's huge (laughs) and what i i like what you said um previously is uh about your experience dancing and how it how you're translating music into into movement into dance Mm -hmm. and I, i feel like and anytime that anybody experiences uh, music, they're translating, they're actively translating. And sometimes the translations are a little lost and people <laughs> don't get it. And they're, you know, talking over the music, yeah. having beer at the bar. But then there are the people that are captivated and they're like, hey, this means something to me. I translate this into my moment. Uh, this elderly couple dancing at, at a bar. Uh, not really a dance floor, but they found a place to dance yeah. and they danced to your music oh, and they translated it. <laughs> and the people listening, they translate it and, and they make it relevant. I mean, whether it be notes or uh, just just instruments or, uh, or, or the words uh, through the vocals, it's, it's active translating where it's like, this, uh, this pertains to this certain piece, this part of my life. And, and then they see you and you are the deliverer of, of this message that they've translated mm-hmm. into something meaningful in their own lives. I think that's really a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely. Holds <laughs> <laughs> back tears. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely something that catches me off guard every time when there are people out there because it's happened a couple of times i think where people have danced (laughs) yeah 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 i had um 
this past year in 2019, I had a, um, my only single that I have on the interwebs, uh, like a developed single on the interwebs released. I had a play, um, at a local radio station in Seattle, Ballard, like Greenwood area. Um, and is it 89.7? Okay. I don't remember. Oh no. (laughs) Um, but local radio station and, um, I, I had somebody randomly message me, um, on a social media platform and they were just like, like, Hey, so I was listening here in, in my, in my town in Seattle, the greater Seattle area. And I don't know who you are outside of what I just heard, but like, thank you. I needed that. And it was like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's amazing. Again, I never have any expectations because I'm just, you know, I'm just here just trying to express myself, but it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. I, yeah, never thought that it would be like this, but it feels really nice. I'm about to cry. <laughs> well, you're telling, a lot lately. you're telling, you're telling people that they're not alone. No, never. <laughs> and they're telling you that you're not alone, you know? And I, I think that's really, it's, it's really cool to see the connectivity. Definitely. Sound and I want to lighten it up a little bit. Okay. Are we both about to cry? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to cry. Where's the tissues? Um, uh, so, okay. So I'm, I'm just going to, I'll right, start with a question. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so you know we talked about translating music yeah i'm going to translate it into a food Ooh, okay <laughs> so and i well i'm not going to you're you're going oh, to dang and, it. and i okay so so you know <laughs> you're you. you're you're the cook you're 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 cooking up some some music yeah and uh and if it were a food what kind of food would it be what my music food would it be and would it be served at home or would it be served at a restaurant? What kind of restaurant? And, mm. uh, and go. <laughs> okay. No, we're, we're talking about my music, right? Yeah. Your music. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. Hmm. Let me just, uh, <laughs> Oh boy. Hmm. So, oh, oh, jeez, oh God, wow, shit's hard to swallow. Um, oh, <laughs> I feel like, hmm, sorry, music. Don't mean to diss you, but I feel like my music is like a. Hmm. Like a culture fusioned meal where it's like totally like lasagna, but the contents that's within it is like, um, there are 
uh, like Asian vegetables, like bok choy and mm. and um, probably putting my favorite cheese on there um, and some sweets, but spiciness. And um, there's probably going to be like a few noodles that aren't cooked very well because <laughs> it's hard to swallow. Um, at least some parts of it, only some parts of it, but I think it would be something that was cooked at home, served for, um, for two, uh, yeah. and, um, <laughs> it's a weird question. That, <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm trying, I'm yeah, trying to figure yeah, I like out it. how, I like it. um, but it's, it's their first date. No. Oh. And, and, um. And uh, and they're both kind of scared to try it, but it smells so good that they eat it anyway. But um, and they actually end up liking it, and they drink a oh. lot of water thereafter. <laughs> and that's probably what it would be. And I'm sorry, I pulled that one out of my ass because I literally just had some lasagna. That's why I've been burping a lot. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm not. If you know me, and you actually know me, I burp quite a bit. And maybe if you have come to my shows or not or whatever, but yeah, I've probably have burped. <laughs> no shame. Okay, anyway. Yeah, you shouldn't have any shame in in your body and your I'm functions a and man, don't you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have another question. <laughs> all right, all right. You've been asking them all night. You might as well oh, ask oh, another. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Say you uh you can uh tell the future. Okay, sure. Whoa. Shambalamba. <laughs> five years. You look five years. Zoom into this moment five years from now. Mm. Where are you? What are you doing? Where, where has your music gone? Um, it's probably gone five years um, into someone's receding hairline. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think um, I see my music five years from now, probably just floating in the ethers, maybe be maybe impacting a few. I don't know. I mean, that's a lot for me to expect. I don't have any like. Are you are you still creating? Are you still oh, writing yeah. music? Yes. At least uh, I would like to. Five years from now, I'd be be twenty nine. At that point, whoa, that's fucking weird to think about. Or would you be taking the music um, the same places? Would you be? I would love to going? be like around the world. That would be wonderful to be all around the world. I don't want to be a pop star. I like. <laughs> Even though, as far as my influences go, I did grow up listening to a lot of, like, pop ballads, like Whitney Houston's pop ballads, Michael Jackson's pop ballads. Just well, so hard not to. I, I know, right? <laughs> they're, they're so good. They're good. <laughs> um, and Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, as far as that life goes, I don't. I don't glorify it, nor do I want that for myself. I want, I still want to be a normal human being. 
I want, I mean, I am always going to be a normal human being. Normal. Yeah. Yeah. Quote unquote. (laughs) Normal. Yeah. But I think I, I don't want the extravagance. I want, Mm. I'd love the benefits. Like, damn, that'd be be nice. That'd be super nice. Well, so do you, do you see yourself making, (laughs) making a living doing, doing your music? Uh, Quite possibly. I mean, it would be absolutely wonderful to make money doing music. But I think, I mean, I still have a very strange relationship um, in regards to money and and um monetizing my art to a degree how so mostly just because i feel like at least um with money comes a lot of greed and comes a lot of just ownership and and messiness and an influx of too of just excessiveness and i don't really subscribe to too much excessiveness well do you think it's money itself or do you think it's the excess of money that makes excess a thing the the latter (laughs) because i see i see the the sufficiency i mean you know like we're 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 struggling. Ah, we struggle, you know, financially, you know, and yeah. it's, it, that's a very real thing. And I mean, I definitely see excess of of uh, of really anything being unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I understand. I also understand, you know, not wanting to uh, to distract from the art yeah. by introducing something. Um, that's entirely like different from like the initial product. Yeah. That, that or... can, that, that people are subject to, to, uh, sacrificing their own values, yeah, uh, definitely in order to achieve. Yeah. So I could see that the, the need to constantly remind yourself of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, why why do you do art? Um, I'm borrowing from uh, Mike Barnett. He asked us today why <laughs> why to, to to focus on the why of Definitely. our art. Yeah, and and I'd like to explore that more with you because I think it's really worthwhile. Yeah, thank you for all of us. Yeah. We say thank yes. you. We say thank you. <laughs> um, I do art. Mostly just because trust no bitch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, I mean, when I I don't like speaking to people um, and cluttering their minds too much with a whole bunch of dramatic bullshit. Because I feel like a lot of the time I just, you know, I don't. I don't want to be bothering anybody and I don't want to be a burden. And, um, and so, um, during those times of difficulties or just during the times when I just want to celebrate or during the times when I just want it to be mine 
in mind or in only in only mind is the to experience like at least initially like I I turn to writing and I turn to um executing whatever emotion that I'm currently feeling and try to um make it tangible but elusive enough um so then it could still be framed in such a way yeah. um but not be seen in its entirety <laughs> mostly just because i don't like not everybody has to know everything yeah yeah that's so true <laughs> <laughs> and not everybody yeah. is entitled to my time or my space or mm-hmm my being and I think if I am going to be giving myself away it would be through art so and do you feel like it's a subtractive giving or do you feel like you you maintain what what you've what you've given like Hmm. say you've you've written a piece of, of of music you put that in put that out into the world do you feel like something's being taken away from you as you share it? Or do you feel, uh, what, what is the sensation there? Um, I mean, I guess it depends on, on the song. Like with Ivy, I definitely felt a weight lifted off of my shoulders, having it like kind of blasted and growing and, and becoming all viney and stuff and just, you know, getting all over the place, itching. People are itching, not really, but kind of. Uh, yeah, I think when it, <laughs> sorry, I'm like way too distracted uh-huh. with my own like physical movements. But <laughs> yeah, I think, um, yeah, with Ivy, I felt um, a subtracting of sorts. But it, uh, probably a more like alleviating of, of a, uh, a point of contention. Yeah, right? yeah. I guess that's a better way to describe it. But not subtracting from like you as a whole. Like yeah. Saying, you know, yeah, because I myself yeah. am whole. Yeah, yeah. Even though I don't always feel whole, like I am at the end of the day, at the beginning of the day, and throughout all the times of the day, <laughs> I am whole. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I feel like it all just really depends on what song is out there or what song I'm I guess do you hang have... out yeah do, do you have any uh are there any instances where what you're sharing you feel is too much or that you have any regrets uh sharing anything through music or uh... well oats to the toads is like probably one of my toughest like hurdles ever because I mean I've been sitting on just like how exactly I've been wanting to release music um because I mean it's not just you know me just releasing music it's like like I am a brand (laughs) which is very uncomfortable to frame it in such a way but it kind of is like that you know and I I want to be mindful and sensitive to how it is that I'm putting myself out there. And as far as Oats to the Toads go, goes, um, I think Oats to the Toads is like, 
a heartbreak love song or not love song, but like relationship, heartbreak, breakup, falling in love, all that Mm. relationship bullshit that people always put out. And like on one hand and for from like 2016 when I finished all the lyrics really or 2017-ish. Yeah. There's like one song or two songs that I finished in 2018 and I just mm-hmm. was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to go swim in there, okay? <laughs> uh, but like, um, I think from that point in time to now, because they plan on releasing this on the 29th on the leap day, for because this year is a leap year, Um <laughs> yeah, figured that frog would like to jump off. But anyway. Oh, yeah. see the toads on oh, the 29th of February yeah. of 2020? <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so, yeah, be wait. on the lookout for that if you'd like. If yeah. not, like, that's cool too. But, you know, <laughs> it'd be really nice. It'll be on SoundCloud and Bandcamp, but, you know, no big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. <clears throat> Yeah, I, uh, I I just didn't want to release an album that was like about, you know, all of that stuff because it's it's so generic. It's it's a it's just another story, just like every other song out there is just another story. Yeah. But but it's I think told... what's that? Sorry, uh, I it's... cut you off. Oh no, I I was cutting you off. <laughs> I just think that like there are some parts of that album that um, I think compositionally so I'm really proud of and I want to release that and of course it has some lyrics attached to it but um, yeah I I wanted this to really showcase not only just that but my abilities to compose music Um, but uh, yeah that would probably be the only thing that I feel kind of hesitant to just let go of to a degree. Cause it's just so <sighs> personal. <laughs> yeah. It's so personal. Yeah. I, I understand that. I, I enjoy what you're doing and I, I Thanks. think it's worthwhile and I think, uh, I think it's worth hearing. Um, and it is a, a fine example of your your aggressively gulps your ability to to compose and and to play and and to to write lyrics. Uh, I mean, you there's a lot of really s- strong stuff there, and I think it's just gonna put you along further um, and free you up to do something um, further developed as as you continue writing and and playing music hmm. it's a large hurdle and i i know it's yeah it's personal um definitely shout uh, outs to all my exes <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, no. no 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 i i think it's a, a good way it's it's done in a tasteful way and i think it's you know I don't think it's disrespectful to anybody involved. Um, We all experience the things that we do and we have ways of, we translate life into music and music translates into other aspects of life. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's, uh, um, 
I, I understand that 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 feeling of like not wanting to uh or or just having a hard time letting go or putting it out you know, that, that's your Definitely. vulnerability you're <laughs> you're running around naked you know with, yeah basically this is with your scars and it's like uh, you know it, yeah what are people gonna think you know and i but people see the humanity and I mean, you've seen people's responses, and I I see a lot of goodness in it, and it comes from a a rich place. <laughs> oh shucks, um, <laughs> ducky sharn, I you know, shucky darn, duck sharky. I I, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it to to put to expose ourselves, and you know, sometimes it is like. Oh my God, am I actually doing this? Sensory overload. Sensory <laughs> overload. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to... Well, I'll ask you one question and then we can, uh, well, go from there. Sweet. But, uh, so if this were your last day on Earth... Today. Today. Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day. 14th to 2020. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what would you want to tell your family, your friends, and the world? I mean, you can start with whatever. This is your your one speech, and, and it will reach wherever it may. Hear ye, hear me. <laughs> Dear diary. Oh. <laughs> I love you, I love you, and, um, I love you. <laughs> and, well, okay. If, <laughs> despite all the weirdness, because I feel like if anything, if today were my last day, I would probably do a bunch of weird shit, which I already am. It's all right. I'm going to eat more lasagna before I die and go. So, uh, yep. <laughs> no, but, um, if, uh, if it were my last day today... And if I were to say things to my loved ones, I would tell them, and I'm telling you now before I go, that I love. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm going. There must be some strange reason as to why it is that I'm leaving, but it's probably for the best or whatever yeah i but... think you held a fart in too long or something oh, which yeah. is very okay. uncharacteristic <laughs> oh shucks oh man don't call me out on the mic don't call me out on my wind <laughs> dang um but i would tell each and every loved one my family my friends that i love them so much so much I mean, I wouldn't be who I am today if it weren't for all the people who have crossed paths with me, my family, you know, the people who have been a part of my life for years, the people who've been a part of my life for months, the people who've been a part of my life for just seconds, you know, like, we are all... <laughs> Here I go, 
interconnected. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I think that's something that I hope everybody um, feels on a visceral level. And if they ever do feel alone, they tap into that and they either reach into themselves and and feel that love that they already are. They reach out to others that um, that love them back to remind themselves of the love that they are. And um, if there are, are any last words that I were to have with them is that they're loved and they are loved. And um, and I hope that uh oh man i don't want to cry but i might that's okay but i just hope that everybody who is still here um just lives out their life and lives their life in the way that feels most true most honest most genuine and most loving to themselves and one another. And, and though life may feel tough, like I could always turn to what love really is. And for that, I am off. <laughs> Sayonara. I love y'all so much. You got like a jet pack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i really (sighs) i see the love in you and i uh think you're a fine example of that oh i know uh yeah i asked you a few tough questions and yeah you did and it it was challenging for you (laughs) it was challenging for me too because i was like i want to make sure that i'm coming from a place that is that is true yeah and and i feel like you always are for the most part. <laughs> but then my paranoia kicks in. And then I wonder if I was the one that was just projecting <laughs> insincerity this whole time. Nice. <laughs> but yeah. Um, on that note. <laughs> um, oh yeah, what what shows? I mean, yeah, I know you, yeah, you've got the show on the 15th, which I think we're going to release this after the 15th. Oh, for um, sure. For for real. Well, I mean, we'll see. It's I, Maybe I just won't edit this. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be some lulls, but it's I think okay. it'd be kind of cool to yeah. keep it raw. I mean, this is us. I mean, I yeah, mean, this is very us. And there was some awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, there was some awkward stuff. And I think, you know, we stumble through some things and I don't know. I'm okay with that. I know. As am I. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. But you know we we're work we're trying. But I um. Oh yeah, but upcoming shows. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But but you yeah. were what? Sorry, I just cut. No, you no, off. no. You you can go ahead. I'm. Yeah, I was just gonna try to. <laughs> um. Still. Well, as far as upcoming shows go, I have, um, February fifteenth, which is gonna be the one that's uh. Um, tomorrow, um, Saturday, yeah. um, with Tim Clay, 
Shoutouts to Tim Clay. <laughs> um, and High Crime. Shoutouts to High Crime. High Crime. Who we are going oh, yeah. to... Uh, oh, well, we're going to be interviewing the both of them. Well, High Crime, the yep. duo. Yep. Mitch and Brielle. And then um, also Tim Clay. Um, and uh, so I'm really excited for that show. Um, mostly just because, like, we're all So Far Sounds alumni now. And... Um, oh, whoa, yeah. Yeah. How cool. I know, whoa. right? And, like, to be able to um, just be a part of the acoustic scene development um, that's happening here in Bremerton um, and, and not have it be just strictly folk and blues. Like it's, it's, it's some pop, it's some like rock indie alternative, a cluster mash of a bunch of awesome music. And I'm really excited for that. So there's that show. And then I have, um, the show just got booked today um, on February 28th. Um, that will be a Friday at the Whiskey Gulch in Port Orchard. Um, I believe it's roughly around 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock p.m. We'll be posting um, it on, on probably, we'll, we'll, we should post it on Sound Underground and also your your personal account. And, yeah. And mine too. Well, it'll it'll be out there if uh, if you're looking for the information. Definitely. <laughs> and then um, and that'll be um a benefit show with May. Um, I have yet to meet her, but um, yeah, she will be playing. Shoutouts to May, and I will also be um a uh playing alongside with Flux. Shoutouts to Flux. Ooh. Um. And we're, I think we might be doing, which I'm crossing my fingers for, I'm really hoping to do this, but it will be really awesome to do some, like, official Grandma Dads um, music. <laughs> um, so shout-outs to Grandma Dads. Hello! Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> trying to think of anything else that may be released. Um, in case you forgot... Um, on Monday the 17th, um, be on the lookout for that Quincy Square video. Um, if you haven't heard the song Cerulean yet, um, it's going to also be on Oats to the Toads. Um, I have a live version of that, um, recorded, um, I have a video recording of a live video session, (laughs) um, coming out. Um, on February 17th of uh, this year. And then um, on February 29th, it is tentatively planned. Um, But I want to, and I'm going to, fuck damn it, (laughs) I'm going to release it. (laughs) I'm going to release Odes to the Toads um, on the leap year day. February 29th. Um, don't exactly have a release time yet, but um, I know that I want to have it like released like uh, on a significant time. So we'll see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. yeah, yeah, that's that's all that I have in the books. There's some shows in April, but I mean, you won't be thinking that far ahead. Or maybe you will. April 18th. I have a show 
with Jack Parker. Shoutouts to Jack Parker. I don't exactly know mm-hmm. where, but um, oh. I'm spacing on where at the moment, but I booked that show with him. And then I have like maybe like two shows in Seattle sometime. And um, those are still talked about. So yeah. 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 So keep a lookout on, uh, on the social medias, uh, <laughs> Instagram, um, Facebook. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening to Sound Underground. I've <laughs> <laughs> been as Darla Ray as ever, and and I have been as Darla Ray as ever too. I mean, <laughs> Jesse. Jesse. And I'm Darla Ray. And we're here to talk to you about saving the mosquitoes. Our beloved mosquitoes are endangered and nearly extinct, dying by the trillions each day. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, you hear that? This is the sound of a flock of baby mosquitoes. And these baby mosquitoes will be just 185 of the trillions that won't make it through the winter if we don't take action today. Uh, Jesse, none of this is right. <clears throat> Please help us save the mosquitoes by donating in our listener support section on anchor.fm slash soundunderground or send a bag of your blood to the address we've included in our bio. <laughs> Okay, that's enough, Jess. Mosquitoes are not extinct, and we aren't, I repeat, we aren't accepting blood, so please don't send us your blood. But if you'd like to help us out, as Jesse said in his shameful plug, please feel free to check out the listener support section on Anchor FM. You can also leave feedback in the comment section or message us on any of our social media sites. We'd love to hear from you. But, but the mosquitoes...